Hello, everybody. How are you guys doing out there? This, this is Latrice Carter with Horror Movie Warriors. I hope you guys are doing really good tonight. I hope you guys are ready for tonight's um, discussion. Tonight, tonight, we are discussing Midsummer. And, uh, oh, I forgot to mention the date today. Uh, today's date is um, uh, July the 10th. And uh, we are going to be discussing Midsummer for you guys today. And today I have um, with me, uh, well, two of the guests you guys, um, well, actually, you guys know all of them. Uh, Nathan has been with me numerous times, and his wife, Amanda, is here with um, with us tonight. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hello. And then you guys uh, know uh, Allison Stone well. She's been with me uh, like at least two times before. Uh, say hey, hey, Allison. Hello. And then Mr. Michael Williams. You guys, uh, well, Michael Williams and Allison were with me for Hereditary. And they are the ones who actually told me to, to do Midsummer in the first place. Oh, no. You got, uh, Michael, say hello. Hey, everybody. Good to see you to be here. <laughs> yeah, so I, I actually, um, all day today, I have been actually re-listening to our hereditary discussion. And it was so good. Our hereditary <laughs> discussion was good. <laughs> it was funny. Funny and good, and and I have no doubt that today's episode is going to be just as good as Hereditary. So, uh, well, we'll hop right on in here. Um, Midsummer was released in 2019 um, by, of course, Ari uh, Ari Aster. It's his second film. The first one being Hereditary, of course. Um, the film stars Florence Pugh, Jack Rayner. And William Jackson Harper. Uh, Midsummer was released on now the U.S. in the U.S. It was um, released on July third, guys. But but in Sweden, it was it was um, it, it was released a year ago today. So it was released in July on July tenth um, oh. in Sweden. Yep. Mm-hmm. A year ago today, it was released on July 10th, which is why I did it. By the way, I, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted it to coincide with the release. Very cool. Um, and um, oh yeah, just to let you guys know, I and, and I didn't write this down as one of my fun facts. I probably should have, but uh, actually, the guy who plays Josh is from here. He's from Dallas. I did not know that. Oh, the guy that plays the fool? The yes. Fool. <laughs> the skin fool. Yeah, the skin fool. So, yeah, like, we were talking about him, me and Amanda, uh, and we, we decided that he plays really good brats because he has, like, the perfect brat face. You, so you talking can, about like, the black guy? No, I'm talking about, uh, no, not Josh. Oh, the, oh, Mark. Mark, was the Mark, Mark, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, Mark. No, no, Josh is the black guy. Um, uh, Josh is. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no problem. No problem. Uh, yeah, yeah, Josh played the black guy. He actually is from Dallas, Texas. I did not know oh, that. Nice. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. I, I did not know that. 
And, uh, uh, but he was a very fine, uh, he did, you know, all of the actors are really good in this. Uh, you know, and even I can admit that. I'm not really a big fan of Midsummer, but I can, I, I can admit that these people, uh, I don't know where he found these actors at, but they were really, really good. They're really good actors. Same with Hereditary. He knows how to pick them. Yes, because mm-hmm. Hereditary did have some good actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, 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 they both had a good cast. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. did. One of the crazy things with Florence Pugh, uh-huh. is, I can't remember which one she uh, filmed first, but uh, she she filmed Midsummer and Little Women back to back with with no <laughs> Michael was laughing. <laughs> like I think she went and filmed Little Women and then immediately went straight into Midsummer like the next day. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that is different. Uh, you know, that's what good actors do. You know, yeah, they I mean it's pretty yeah. intense though going from like high emotion into like a romance. Right. <laughs> Right, because I think she, I forget which one she played. What's that, Amanda? Huh? What's that, Amanda? Oh, I said you could say that Midsummer was a romance drama as well. (laughs) 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 Yeah, well, I will say this. You're not, it's very, it's a horror movie, but it's very subtle because you don't really know that you're watching a horror movie until something happens. There's <laughs> yeah. really subtle about jumping from 100 feet up and landing on a rock and landing on your leg. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that was pretty darn scary. What was that, Michael? One of the, uh, one of the, one of the, web pages I was looking at yesterday um, actually Astor admitted that 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 Midsummer was a breakup movie that he that the idea for for, yeah. for the movie happened while he was having a breakup. He was mm-hmm. breaking up with his girlfriend when he wrote it and a lot of it yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I did read that. Yep. Cause One he, of my favorite the cinematography on top of the two most horror movies are dark and shadowy and things creeping in the corner. Daylight terror. Yeah, and no. this right. couldn't be brighter and shinier and happier in cinematography, flowers. Juxtaposition. One yeah. of my favorite things is um, all the symbolism in this movie. It's just right. drenched in yeah. symbolism. Like, if you know what to look for, it's in every nook and cranny in this Everything. movie. Like this every director does his research, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And you could tell that, that he, he loves what he does. You could tell, you, you know... You can tell when a director is uh, very for his actors and very for the movie. And that's what gets you, you know, that's actually what gets you as the audience. You know, that's what gets you, um, what's the word I'm trying to look for? That's what gets you involved in the movie, you know, Uh when the director... Can do that, you know, mm-hmm. and and you know, uh, I'm not a big fan of Ari Aster or or his movies, but I I have to admit that his direction, you know, is spot on. 
He's he's probably one of the most well-versed filmmakers out there right now, just as far as the amount of preparation and research he does. Oh, the yeah. The amount of time he spends doing all that. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially if you consider Midsummer is even more elaborately detailed than even Hereditary was. Because, I mean, they did so much research on the murals and the runes and the, the clothing and just everything. The flowers. The, the flowers. Yeah. <laughs> right. The shapes of things. I have things, never been so of scared of flowers in all my life. Right. <laughs> or, like, even the shape of the communal table where they all ate was in the shape yeah, of the room. Yeah. Was in the shape of a what? decoded some of those rooms and they were such a big part of the story. Oh, yeah. I have that oh, Amanda she knows a lot about that. Yeah, because each I, character on their outfits had the rune sewed into their outfits that specified like the journey that they were going on in that movie. That's how deliberate it was. So in my kind of daily life, that's part of what I do is ruins. And so oh. when we were watching the movie, mm-hmm. without him even knowing, I was like, ah, oh, oh, I can't tell him. Oh, this means something. This, yeah, it's this like foreshadows everything. Uh, like yeah. the, older, the older lady on her uh, shirt, the symbol means leader, and she's yeah. the leader in the movie. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I uh, went through and deciphered the nine runes that were on the tablet before the... Uh, you know, the, the infamous Atastupa. jumping scene that Atastupa. Atastupa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I literally went through and, yeah. But I'm not as into the runes as Amanda probably is, but I do have a little reading, but I can't say I'm knowledgeable. I would have to look it up in yeah. that brain, but I've definitely done some reading. But yeah, I looked up. The nine runes on that, where she wiped her hands and actually got the the spell that that's supposed to mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Well, I'll hop on into the questions here. Now, my first question is, who is your favorite character? And uh, uh, Allison, we'll go on to you for this one. Who is your favorite character in Midsummer? Danny. <laughs> Danny for the win. Mm-hmm. The whole time, she is the only character, first off, that doesn't show, besides her own trauma and grief, she does not have any sort of negativity. She is mm-hmm. kind, gentle, forgiving. She goes with the flow. She, everyone else in that movie that you see has some sort of negative tone or idea or background or intent to them and she is the only one that doesn't and plus how can you not be a female that was once 15 that cannot empathize with that need to be accepted and loved like how she oh yeah I mean, yeah like, you know as a woman she's like oh well i didn't remind him i'm like girl you do not have to remind him about your birthday but you no. kind of empathize with just you know, being a female and even, you know, most of that comes from me being a teenager, but just that need oh, yeah. acceptance and love. And then, you know, and with her suffering, you know, the, you know, the pain that she suffered, you know, even though I hadn't, hadn't gone through, you know, uh, suicide like that, you know, but every sure. woman had, I think every girl has had a guy who has broken her heart, 
who yeah. has um she was second best to Anya say the least followed every single bit of him because she just wanted that acceptance yep for whatever reason i can't explain it exactly like, you know i mean hey you know we're women okay we we go with our hearts yeah that that's, what i love about her character though is she's such a caregiver and through her journey she is taken out of that and she finally gets a chance just to be herself and find out who she truly is yep standing by herself on her own yep i was rooting for her the whole entire time mm -hmm. I think and, uh, it's, it's I really kind of cool. slow clapped at the end of the film, if I have to admit. Right. Slow clap and a stand up for me at the end. Like, <laughs> there you go. like I think one of the turning points with her character was like when she was sobbing after seeing Christian cheating on her. And, and they're uh, all sobbing. And they're all there. start crying with her. And like, there's a moment where you can see the light go off on her head where she realizes she's finally with. Uh, she has a new family and they care so deeply for her. They empathize yep. with her so much that they're actually suffer with her. And I mean, it's technically a cult. So even, and I mean, I'm not, you know, anti ancient religion, anti pagan, but this, I, you know, some of it could be taken that maybe some of the people are disingenuine, maybe in this, maybe pal, because he did get people wrapped into things. But even with that being said, I think that she needed that empathy. She needed that acceptance. So even if it was disingenuine, it's still just so necessary for her growth to have those people just feel what she was feeling and go along with her because that's what she wanted the whole time anyway from her boyfriend and her friends. Uh -huh. And her family. And I mean, family. She, she took care of her sister the whole time. At the beginning of the movie, it talks about how... Uh, she was always there taking care of her sister and picking up after yep. her sister. Mm -hmm. yep. Right. And, uh, she used to taking care of others and not being taken care of herself, and she got the opposite of that. Yep. With the, oh, yeah, right. And it seemed the, to me like she had the same kind of mental thing that her sister had, right? Did she have the same kind of mental? I think maybe depression. Yeah, but hers <laughs> had trauma, though. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I think that Danny... I think that Danny's sister was much worse off than Danny was at the beginning of the film. And that she, she you know, grew up in a house where heaven knows what kind of things that she was exposed to because, you oh, know, because yeah. of the way, the kind of person her sister was. And that, that, you carry that stuff with you. I mean, it touches you. And, and so, you, you know, we're talking about her being the caregiver of her family and, and kind of lost without somebody to care for. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, you know, that, that, that fits right in with that. And she probably Definitely. grew up secondary. Her parents were probably always concerned about her sister and not her son. Oh, yeah. Finally, oh, yeah. for the first time, she was kind of like, you know, the center of attention and cared for by a bunch of people. And it probably felt good, you know, as it naturally would. Yeah, that's true. Well, and that's really interesting about the, the runes on her dress. Uh, she has two, and one of them means journey. Yep. And the other one means awakening. And so it's literally like reflective of her journey throughout the film, ending in the awakening at the end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and interesting that she was the only character that had two runes on her outfit. Nobody else had two. Oh. Hers, she was specifically picked, but we'll get into that later. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. 
So I think we all agree Danny's our favorite character. Everybody, like, yeah, I, I think so. Character. Well, except for me. Well, can I, can, I, can I just throw one thing out? Sure, uh, Michael, go ahead. Yes, I agree that Danny is the most interesting character, um, you know, for a bunch of reasons. I mean, she's set up that way. She's the only one that survives from the outside. <laughs> um, but um, the other thing, too, is like at the end of the movie, and we'll talk about the end, I'm sure, later, um, that emotional, that, that, that look on her face, I, I've never done this before. I left the theater in tears. You know, by just by just the just the power of that that lip, that gesture on her face at the end. When she smiles at the end, watching the building burn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watching that temple go down the flames. Uh-huh. I actually started crying when she was sobbing. When she was sobbing, that's when I started to cry because I'm like, this poor girl. This poor girl, you know, she um, and I, and I tell you what. Uh, and that's another thing, you know, uh, with Hereditary and uh, and Midsummer. I don't know what it is, but the cries, oh my gosh, breaks your heart. They're so genuine and real. Like Tony Collette when she cried, you know, uh, when when Charlie's when when she found Charlie's body, that went through your head. soul. <laughs> Yeah, that that went through your soul, and, and then the same thing with in Midsummer when she when Danny finds out that her parents are dead or her sisters. Oh my gosh, her yeah. cry! Yeah. Oh it's my just, it's gosh! Like, it's screaming, no, 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 and it just it just doesn't stop. It just keeps going and going. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. my gosh! The interesting thing that I found was. Uh, they talk in the film, I think it's Pell, uh, the Swedish guy, yeah. Yeah. that talks about the different uh, seasons of life. And like uh, it, age 1 through 16 is spring, and age 17 through 32 is summer. And uh, Danny's character is in her mid-20s, and so she's literally mid-summer. She's, she's literally mid through that season of life. I was actually just telling that to my husband before coming up here. I was like, Paul picked her. Yeah. On purpose, because her birthday. Exactly, mm-hmm. yep. That's what I, that's what I thought, too. I yep. thought that he picked her on purpose. He knew yep. that she was going to want to come. I've even so read some stuff that... that coming. I'm so excited for you to be there. I'm so yeah. excited that you're coming. I even read some stuff that insinuated that it may have actually been Pell that killed her parents and her sister. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought, I thought the same thing. Yeah, there's like a crown of flowers next to the parents' bed, I guess, like when they show them dying. Now, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I buy into that. I don't know if I buy it either, necessarily. I just thought it was an interesting... I wrote it down in my notes, too, Nathan, because I did, too. Yeah. And I thought about it, I was like, well, I don't, I mean, I think that he obviously, like, baited and switched, like, five people to, like, come to be ritualistically sacrificed. But I don't know if he's, like, a straight-up murderer, though. True. True. But he was, he was telling her, though, that, I mean, I love that scene where he says, where he, where he corners Danny and says, you know, you know, is, does Christian hold you? you know, can, right, can right, 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 right. Mm, you know. Yeah. Ah, 
Who gives me chills all over again? Right. <laughs> Latrice, who's your favorite character? We're all into this. Mine. Mine was actually uh, Josh. And it, it and it's not it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that he's African American like me, <laughs> but I I did like his character all the way up until the point uh, up until the part where he goes back into that room where he knew that he wasn't supposed to go. Yep, right. Taking pictures of the holy book. Yes, you don't do that. And I'm like, wait a minute, boy, don't you know no good. <laughs> I said, boy, you deserve what you get. You was you was my favorite up until okay, now. And I was and listen. I unfortunately do not own any ritualistic books of that that nature or date. And listen, I'm wondering where his mama was. Because I know listen, I, I'm a mother of an African American male, okay? Now, if my son comes to me and tell me, oh, yeah, I'm going with these, you know, with my friends to this to Sweden, you know, and, and ain't another black person in sight, you think I'm going to let my son go? <laughs> no. I'm going to go with these crazy white people to an all-white country, and we're going to have a good old time. <laughs> you, you think I'm going to let my son go? You sadly, but sadly, I mean, I love y'all. Don't get me wrong, y'all. That you sounds know. like a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, okay. Okay, good. Because he's he, he's 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 trying to work something out over here, and he's making an awful lot of chime it in. He has opinions, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I love he's dogs, so hey, I, I'm cool with it. I am cool with it. Yeah. But Our but yes, Josh was my favorite character up until the point where he wasn't anymore. <laughs> then would you switch to Danny? Well, actually, I, I mean, I did like Danny. Don't get me wrong, because I I um, sympathized with her. I I mean, like I said, you can't. I mean, you're we're women, you know, women. Just yeah, basically we're, we're knows. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know how it feels to, you know, uh, to kind of be a little bit clingy. You know what I'm saying? Been there, been there, done that, and you know, and as you grow up, you be like. Oh, well, I don't have to be this clingy. But when you're in it, when you're that age and you just, like you said, Allison, you want that love and acceptance, you know, like that part where, um, uh, the part where, where she's, uh, grabbing Christian's hand, it was before they went to, uh, to wherever they went, um, yeah. to Sweden. That's where they went. It was before they went to Sweden. And, uh, and she was like, no, Christian, don't go. Oh, it was when he told her that, that he, they were going. And, and, you know, you know what? I'm just going to leave. You know, Christian said, you know, I'm just going to leave. He, he had one foot out the door anyway. And, uh-huh. and she, and, you know, she was like, no, don't leave. You know, we, I just want to talk about this. Let's just talk about this. I was that girl. I was okay. that girl. 
So, so, you know, I, I know, you know, that, you know, I could sympathize with her, but interesting. Right. Right. But because 40 year old me knows better, I'm looking at her like, girl, you don't have any self-esteem. You are better than that. Run. That's right. The, The scene that you're talking about, Latrice, where she's grabbing her hand, don't go. Actually, right behind her is this painting of a bear and a little blonde hair. Yeah, I saw and that. Girl has a ring of flowers. A crown of flowers. Yeah, crown yeah. Of flowers. She's kissing, the bear. Yeah, she's kissing yeah. the bear. Yeah, I saw that. And the, the, the title of that, the title of that poster is something like um, "Little Girl Saying Goodnight to the Poor Bear." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Poor little bear. Down the artist of that painting. Jack Bauer's awesome, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, John Bauer, he's a Swedish artist. Uh-huh. So, All right, now my second, um, my second question is, who is your least favorite character? And I think we all know. I think we all yeah. going to have, some of, yeah. some of us might have a different answer. But uh, well, Nathan the man, and Amanda, who was your least favorite character? You want to say it in unison? The fool. Mark. The Mark. Mark. <laughs> uh, so, oh I mean, gosh. obviously Christian would be like, he's like the worst, but at the same time, like Christian, I felt like was let, letting himself be, kind of be led on by Mark. Mark was the one that kept telling him, break up. With yeah, her, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Dead weight, she's dead weight, she's baggage. We can't. You know, go impregnate all these Swedish chicks. And <laughs> like, like Mark was constantly badgering him, and it's Christian's fault for letting it affect him. But Mark was kind of the you and know, he was the, the devil on his shoulder that was that was yeah. constantly whispering he, in his he ear, was like definitely the catalyst. Know. So, so the reason that I hate Mark so much is, is there's the scene where they have the sacred tree where they put all the ashes of their loved one. Yeah, yeah. Passed away, and he just pees on it. Like he right, just, like yeah. like it's nothing, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, he nothing the, right behind the tree. Go back to the woods. Right. Well, and then when they tell him what he's doing, he just keeps peeing. Like he doesn't even like turn his body to like direct the pee somewhere else. Right. He just like keeps peeing on the tree. What he well, what he says. And it's, it's like, it's so perfect that, you know, to, to, to reason to hate this guy is he's like, he's like, I'm just peeing. You know, like, <laughs> all about him. It has nothing to do with what anybody else is experiencing. Right. He's the center of the universe. He's just emptying his bladder. What are you getting so upset about? And yeah. given an American equivalent of this, this would be like going over to someone's house and opening their urn and taking a leak into their urn. Oh, right. And exactly. Like, yeah. Well, what's wrong? I'm just going to the bathroom. Well, I just I think it's also just a real example of like a, what I find is a, a prevalent toxic mindset that um, I don't know about where you guys live, but I see it here in Georgia all the time where people just like fail to, to accept anybody else's experience as valid. And we're and we're getting hit over the head with this, with with, with the with the um, with the with the coronavirus wearing masks, you know, right. Like, like, like it's a big deal. Nobody in nobody in Georgia believes that they that the coronavirus. So they don't wear masks. Um well, you know, and, that's and, how it is here in Texas, too, kind of. Well, yeah. yeah. Thankfully, our governor finally decided to tell everyone that they had to wear a mask, but it, he, he exactly. made sure all the people that are like, 
my freedom, my precious freedom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can you believe that? Donald, I just, Donald Trump as, as Dr. Evil, Brian Kemp, our governor, would be many me. Nice. <laughs> I think Ohio is very 50-50. We have a Republican governor who I did not vote for, but surprisingly did a pretty good job, I got to say. We were in the news and everything over how great of a job. But now it's yeah. very split 50-50. Mm. Yeah, wow. Selfish mindset, self-centered mindset. Mm-hmm. Also, um, like, Mark not caring about uh, anyone else's culture and belief system, too. Right, just like he showed such an indifferent, a cold indifference to it. Like, like he all their ceremonies, all their practices, he just literally pissed on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. He did. No, it was definitely a metaphorical to just his general attitude the entire time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so craziness. <laughs> and Michael, who was your uh, least favorite character? Oh man, I just, I just, I just got done dumping on him, Mark. Cause, oh. cause he's, 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 I mean, and I just, I, gosh, yeah, I, and I, I, I can't help but feel like it's, it really. Well, I, I mean, I just said it a minute ago, so I'm gonna, so just to, just to sum it up, it's like, you know, it's like a real toxic part of our culture that we, we refuse mm-hmm. to admit that anybody else has a valid point of view. Um, oh yeah, and just I mean, just like Mark, and you know, for God's sake, you're you're an anthropologist. You're working on a PhD in anthropology. You're supposed to understand the cultures are different, um, right? Know, like all cultures mm-hmm. are yeah. different. Well, and even within cultures, just the difference between different belief systems and life philosophies amongst different people. Yeah. Mark just didn't doesn't strike me as the kind of person that really cares at all about any of that. About anything, is, actually. Yeah about anything but himself, yeah, and mm-hmm. t- or telling his friend what he thinks he should do. Right, yeah. like bossing him around. Right, yeah, I mean, he basically thinks that his opinion is, like, the only valid opinion, and so he just, like, espouses it right. whenever he can. Yeah, he's but like that guy in the group that feels like, that feels like it's his job to tell the truth that nobody wants to say, like, yeah. like really, orange is not your color, you know, I'm just letting you know, you know, I'm not... You're, I just realized you're wearing orange. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, that was perfect. That was perfect. No one, all right, out in podcast land, Amanda is wearing an orange shirt. It's actually a shirt that she had when we started dating. So that's really and She's walking it, by the way. It's sleeveless. You can see her tattoos. It looks really good. It looks very comfy and cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Love it. Slow clap for Amanda now, too. Right. <laughs> and Allison, who was your least favorite character? Or do I even have to ask? Christian. I can't stand him. He was a coward, a liar, and no spine. He didn't stick up for her, didn't stick up for himself. He's like an absolute Philistine, who I guess they all really were except her. And Josh wasn't a Philistine. He cared about the culture. But yes. He well, he didn't care about anything, and then he stole Josh's idea. Uh, yeah. You know, went and said, "Oh, I'm going to do my thesis on this now." Like, oh, that's convenient. You know, uh-huh. like, everything about him. At least, maybe, maybe, maybe Mark was a dick and a dumbass. Excuse me if that was too much. Oh no, 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 go ahead. Well, at was. least he wasn't trying to hide the fact that he was a jerk. 
Christian True. came under like the subtlety that he was this good guy and then was just right. undercutting the entire time and dragging her along and you know leaving her and dragging her and making her think that yeah. there's a future yeah. something there yeah. and screw Christian <laughs> I'm glad he burned yeah, <laughs> and the funny thing with Josh, he pointed out like he uh, respected their culture. Yeah, that's why it's interesting that the reason he uh, the reason he ended up getting killed was the one time he chose to disrespect their culture. Yeah, like yeah. he was doing everything right, but he slipped up and decided to exactly. like, oh, never mind. He said, I can't look at the holy book because she because he asked, can I take a picture of it? And they were like, no. And they say he said no. I mean, he firmly said no. Firmly, he said no. Interesting about that is in the pagan religion, uh, something kind of like that. The Book of Shadows is everyone has their own Book of Shadows, and you're not supposed to show it to anyone else. It's sacred, Mm -hmm. Um, and especially it's personal. And if you do show it to somebody, that's not that's a bad omen. That's not good. Yeah, so what he did was actually worse than what Mark did with the tree, in a way, because he was, like, not just dis- disrespecting their ancestors, but he was disrespecting their entire way of life, their entire belief system, by looking at the book and taking pictures of it. Can, can, I, can I just say one last thing about, about Josh? And, and, Christian, and, and Christian did this, too, um, was the way that they, you know, they tried to... They, they tried to learn about the community, but they were very separate from it. Where, you know, like they didn't try to empathize. They didn't, you know, and empathy is a real big word um, that, we'll, that we're going to talk about later, I'm certain. Um, but like those guys, they just wanted to observe. They wanted to write their PhDs on it and be brilliant. But then when you see Danny, she's like talking to them. You know, she's holding the baby in her lap, you know. Yeah. I mean, and it's a very different engagement with the, with the, with the Harga. Yeah, she showed more of a genuine uh, respect. She was the only one that showed genuine respect and in, in wanting to learn yeah. about their culture. And, you know, definitely. I just think of the scene when she goes into the kitchen and like starts to like help them cook the food. And she put the apron on her and she doesn't even question it. She just jumps like, okay, right. this is what we do. Yeah. Because she's finding right. the process of well, finding a new family. And, uh, and I can... How much they care. And, and you remember how happy she was? Like, you know, she's at the end, she's like kicking the door shut with her, uh, the oven door shut with her foot yeah. and twirling around and bouncing around. I, I paid attention to that too. She was like getting real natural with it. Yeah. But also, I think the reason that she fit in so well and didn't even think about it when they put the apron on her is going back to her being the caregiver. Mm-hmm. That's a role that she would naturally step into of helping yeah. and taking care of the food. Because, natural nurturer. Yeah, natural nurturer. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Well, I think that that is true, but I also, and, and we don't have, to, okay, I'm just going to say this. Um, one of the things that the Harga did was they they met Danny where she was. Everybody else wanted her to be something different, but they met her where I she love was. The fact that you just said that. Met her where she was. I, where I work, trauma informed care, because I work with children mm-hmm. in foster care. And trauma-informed care is, like, the main thing that we preach there. That's where we come from. That's the nucleus of it all. And that's what they say, like, when we meet the parents that lost their children or meet the children that have had all the trauma, you have to meet them where they are in order to help them. You can't expect anything else from them. You have. I love that you just said that, Michael. 
Well, it's the truth. Yeah, it's the truth. I think that's one of the reasons why why she fell in love with the Hargis so quickly was they were the only force in the movie that wasn't telling her to just get over yourself. You know, like, you know, when she had that panic attack at the end, you know, in the, in the movie, whenever she had a panic attack, she would run and hide. But like the Harga followed her and they pulled her out of that bed and they, they showed her how to synchronize her breath with them. And then they all scream, they all scream together. And they all yeah. cry together. That's and how family's supposed to be. Well, that's how, and that's how the whole community was. Right. Which is yeah. why it was so perfect for her. Cause it was, she finally got what she, she, got, she needed. Well, yeah, yeah, what she needed. And I'd almost say like what she deserved after all she'd been through. She deserved to, to have a, a family that for once cared for her. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. She suffered, would suffer with her when she was happy, happy with her. Yeah, but there was still a, there was still a price that she paid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, most and definitely. Definitely trauma bonds. You know, like she took a trauma bond with one person and just transferred the trauma bond on to the next person. But dare I say, the Hargan are a healthier trauma bond. Uh-huh. They're, they're mass murderers. They practice incest sex rituals. For the greater good of the people in the harvest. Uh huh. Yeah, and the incest was because they had to create that guy that had yeah. like the the oracle. The, the oracle. It's not selfish reasons. <laughs> yes. It's I the mean, good of the community. Everybody puts pubic hair in their meat pies, right? Who doesn't? Oh my gosh. Okay, this conversation just I took a, a turn. Story about all that symbolism and what that means. Really interesting. We'll get to that part. Yeah. <laughs> this that it just took a total turn. favorite character okay all right okay so i kind of thought about christian being my least favorite character why not because because you know he was a total douche yes but he was a douche (laughs) but and mark was also a douche. Skadoosh. But my least favorite character <laughs> is Pell. Uh, Pell was very sneaky. Pell was very sneaky. He knew that Danny very well could be the May Queen. He knew that going in. Mm-hmm. And not only did he know that, he knew that he was sacrificing each and every one of those friends. Now, see, Josh's mama would have known. <laughs> he should have called his mom before he went to Sweden. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, go call your mom. Yep. Then, I mean, weren't they such like they were such jerks? They were they were easy to sacrifice. 
Unworthy. And worthy of it. I think that's why he picked them, because they were just so surfaced, self-centered. You know, he picked... Oh, shoot. The dummiest you, Americans, bring <laughs> over and get. You, you just described each and every American male. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, Nathan and Michael. No offense. I didn't hear you. You were breaking up. Right. I'm just going to throw something out that, like, as much as much as we hated those three guys, you know, I have been like each and every one of their 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 characteristics, worst characteristics over the course of my life. Uh, you know, I mean, we're you know we're not static people. We you know yeah. we change and we grow. You know, so but yeah, so they they I mean they were they were they were pretty awful. <laughs> I was a huge jerk in my younger days. <laughs> I was a clingy, you know, we could, I don't like the use of the word pathetic because I think it's overly negative. But, you know, I'm sure that many a person had used that word about me when I was a younger female. I can empathize with Danny in that as well. Oh, yeah. And I have definitely changed in growth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that. like we said earlier, you know, my 40-year-old self, looks at Danny's like mid 20 something self and it's like girl run get the heck out of that relationship you can tell that he is not really that into you yeah but when you're I, in I it when you're in your mid 20s you don't see that what's that all right oh okay now here's a good question uh, what is your favorite part of Midsummer? Uh, uh, Allison, we'll go with you first. So what was your favorite part of Midsummer? Do I have to choose one or can I choose three? <laughs> hey. I'll make them very quick. Uh, I can choose one. Uh, tell them all. I've, quickly. I'll be real fast. <laughs> so my first favorite part was the Atastupa. I know it's a ritual suicide. But that was the first part in the movie when you're like, oh, shit's about to go down. This is oh, yeah, this yeah. Is well, that's the, that's what I was talking about. You know, uh, it's a very subtle, scary movie until yeah. something happens. And that was the something funny. that happened. I was like, oh, my that gosh. Okay. So, yeah, this is going to be a scary movie. Well, it's, uh, it's a scary movie because of all the existential dread, yeah. I would say. It, uh, the whole movie is just filled with existential it's, it's dread for everyone it's the that emotion. may be dating. Yeah, yeah, it's the emotion that gets mm-hmm. you. You just know what, I mean, I think... It's psychological. Yeah, and Danny, to me, I feel like I'm watching the movie through her eyes. Mm-hmm. It's how I basically perceive it, and then yep. knowing what she went through and how she's perceiving these, and just having her sister, you know, do what she just did to watch these people mm-hmm. willingly do that. Like mm-hmm. said, you know, Yeah, that's how I said, I said, oh, Okay, so we're going to have a girl who just went through suicide actually watch the suicide happen. That's what we're doing yeah. today. Okay. But I almost think as she goes into <laughs> this family, maybe it'll almost, and like, take us with a grain of salt, become cathartic. Because the way that they see it, it's positive. It's not an anger. Right. It's a self-sacrifice, and it's seen as... You're like the nine rooms. If you don't, like I said, I promise I said this would go quick. The nine rooms on the thing where they, you know, they mm-hmm. cut their hands and they rub the blood and stone. 
All those runes mean gift, growth, journey, justice, self-sacrifice, shield, secrets. To them, it's moving on. It's 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 a happy thing. So maybe she'd be able to like change the thought process to all like you know, to almost yeah. maybe the viewing of it be cathartic later on in her life. But yeah. that scene to me was like the first like like ah oh, here we go. And well, the I, interesting thing is is that. Not necessarily the the method, but the the means of the ritualistic suicide. When reaching a certain age, you can no longer take care of yourself. That's yeah. actually based in true fact. It, the yeah. way that they did it isn't necessarily the way it was always done. But right. as far as like ancient pagan ritual, it um, doesn't seem to be in Sweden though. It was mostly Germanic, to what I yeah. He did include a lot of Germanic and even yeah. uh, uh, Norse or Viking. Yeah. Uh, influences in the movie because the one symbol the upward arrow to mm -hmm. us yeah which yeah, was christian one. symbol christian symbol mm -hmm. and that's the symbol for tear the norse god you know if you stuck his hand in the mouth i can't remember the other god you knew he no, were you saying the headman babe yeah i can't remember the other god but he knew he was going to get bit but he did it anyway so that's self-sacrifice yeah. no it meant justice 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 like justice was going to be served to him yeah Christian symbol. I have to say justice, self-sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's which, interchangeable, yep, I guess, depending on which country you're in. When she does get sacrificed, not necessarily yeah. of his own desire, yeah, but justice, but justice is definitely served. <laughs> yes, definitely. Alright, so my second one. Yes. My second one kind of blended. So, I love the Maple Dance. I think it's beautiful. I think the whole scene, the outfits, the colors, the flowers, and Ari Aster does a fantastic job of making a trip from it. Because <laughs> when they're sitting at that table and they're about to eat dinner, and the table and the food is literally undulating and dancing and growing and shrinking, but it's so subtle that if you weren't paying attention, some people may not have noticed it. I'm like, this man has done some mushrooms in his life and you can tell he did that perfect so everything with the maple dance and just the cinematography and the co the colors everything about that was beautiful I so what's in what's interesting about the maple um in pagan tradition is they would take um mugwort and it's a, like a hallucination hallucinogen. hallucinogen herb and then they would dance around the maple as a fertility thing to have fertility and abundance. And then the women, they would dance until they would pass out, just like in the movie, as a dance with the devil, like whoever wins. Yeah, it was basically like to, the yeah, I read the that. Was to outlast the devil yeah. and to have the devil fall down dead. Procreation and fertility dance. Mm -hmm. And that's why he yeah. Hargan. It's because the Hargan have their old folk tale where the devil came to the town and pretended to be a fiddler and got the women to all yep. dance until they died. So uh -huh, yeah. that's a true folk tale from that mm -hmm. area. That's and what I read. Where Aster chose that area is because of that folk tale. Yep. And then, all right, my final one. I'll be quick again. Sorry. The ending scene. The ending scene. I know it's it's kind of sad for some, but I just. Well, like you said, you did a slow cap clap. <laughs> I did. 
because I was just so happy. I felt like she had defeated so much. It came out mm -hmm. victorious, which I'm sure you could argue that, you know, you know, she lost things. Obviously, like I said, she took one trauma bond next. And maybe it's not the most mentally healthy for someone who's going through something like that to make such a life decision, but that where she's wearing that flower robe and she's dragging the flower robe and she's screaming and she's crying and they're all, you know, around her, you know, doing their, like the buildings burning and you can tell they're all just basically cleansing themselves around her. She's cleansing herself with them and I don't know, her face when she looks up and just smiles at the end. Mm -hmm. I, it's sad, but it's also, I have such a satisfaction for her. But it's almost like the first moment where she experiences joy in the film. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the only content. moment she experiences joy she, in the film. Know, she's finally content. That was the she's only moment. Fulfilled. She's finally joyous yes. for the first time in probably her whole life. Yeah. So sorry, I feel like that was longer than I meant for it to be, but I couldn't choose one. No, <laughs> that's okay. And well, Nathan and Amanda, what was your favorite part of the movie? Or do I even have to ask? Okay. Uh, I'll let Amanda go. My one of my favorite parts, or just a character in general, the redheaded girl. Um, what's her name? Maya. Maya. I I like all so the, the one that seduces. Yeah, Christian. the one that seduces Christian. I like all of the symbolism surrounding her. Uh, oh, I do too. Because with like the pubic hair and, and the meat pie and, and the meat pie and the drink. That's all actually. That's all actually a pagan um, spell that is still used to this day to um, attract your love and put a spell on your loved one to get a guy to love you and mm. fall for you. Mm -hmm. So don't very, very realistic. Yeah, I I just love that whole scene. Because I'm like, yay, they actually brought something real to like real life. Like, there it is. <laughs> even so. something that we're not even just talking about folklore, but we're yeah. talking about just pagan practice in general. Yeah. And even to this yeah. day. So yeah. that is very, very fascinating. Yeah. I like her character. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have a... It's hard to pick just one favorite. Like, obviously, all the the gore and everything else was like amazing for me. I'm a real gore hound. So. Oh, the guy upside down with the Yes. Yeah, the guy, like the Londoner that they like eviscerated, they like cut him open and then like you could see his liver and his ribs and everything, but he was still breathing. Yeah. So like that sequence was really cool because it was actually, apparently Ari Oscar did research on Viking torture techniques. Mm -hmm. And that was actually one of the, uh, I can't remember what it was called. It had a specific name, but it was a specific Viking torture technique. So. It's in my notes. Hold on. Yeah, yeah what's the name of that again? It's like Eagle something? Yeah, Eagle's Wings. Yeah. Eagle's Wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it was. I, I read up about that, too. I read about that, too. Yeah, and so that was... Blood Eagle? Blood Eagle. Blood Eagle. Yeah, it's called Blood Eagle. So that, you know, I just love the attention to... Uh, history and, and and practices and things that was put into that. Obviously, the ritualistic suicide. You know that dude like lands feet first, and then they have to like smash him to death with a big mallet. Like that's pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like you've never seen anything like that, and so it's like so unique and cool. I think 
um, to when a, when a, a new horror movie can bring something original and shocking that you actually haven't seen before. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? And, yeah, and pretty, that's exactly what Midsommar did. For that to happen. So that's pretty yeah. cool. And just, like, the overall message of the film and just all the pagan symbolism and everything is just so fascinating and interesting. Also, there's another scene that, if you go back and, like, watch it really closely, when she's on the platform and they're carrying her, behind her in the trees is a face and it's actually her mother's face with the tube in her mouth. You can see it um, like taped to her mouth and you can see the eyes like that was in the first shot in the, the tube coming out. In the out. trees? In, in the, the trees. trees. Right yeah, behind her. Oh my god, I never noticed that. Yeah. yeah. It's it's pretty. It's just like kind of texturized into the trees. Mm-hmm. Gosh, this is why I love Ari so much. Look what he does. Yeah, I mean this, this film I'd say even more than hereditary is just like you could write like a dissertation on this film. Like I feel like I did. You know? Like this <laughs> film is just so elaborate, right? Michael holds up his like five pages of notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same <laughs> it's here. Like, it's like sloppy notes all over the place. Yeah. I believe yeah. it. I believe yeah. Michael, what about you? What's your favorite Yes, sequence? what is your favorite part? Well, I, I, I don't have anything to add that hasn't already been talked about. The um, the, uh, the 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 scene where they where they jump off the the cliff um, because of its 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 emotional impact, but also yeah. when the when the man you know misses the target, he's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize this until until I watched it last week. Everybody bursts into screaming, mm-hmm. yeah. you, know, you know, and that, that's like the first time you see that, 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 that village wide mm-hmm. empathy mm-hmm. that, you know, that, 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 that we see later when, when Danny um, has her panic attack, you yeah, know, like they, they everything as a community. Was that mm-hmm. Nathan? Oh, I'm just saying the communal empathy and sympathy that they all share. Yes. And that's, and that was, you were at first, wrong. you're like, why are they screaming? And then you realize like later that they were screaming because he was screaming yeah and um and yeah and i and i and i, and I love the scene and i love that scene where, where they where they where they breathe with danny they help her through a power mm-hmm. her, uh, through a panic attack but mm-hmm. also that final image of her looking at the at the at the temple burning um mm-hmm. wow and smiling yeah powerful very powerful latrice what do you got well i have um well, my favorite parts. Oh, there we go. We're, oh, we're in a rave again. <laughs> Here I am. Let me see. I'm trying to hold this phone up. Okay. Oh. Okay. Can, can you guys see me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, my... um. My guests can see me, but my listeners can't see me. So, okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> my favorite part is actually, um, I actually have two, actually. And, you know, I, I, I'm not really big into this movie at all, but my favorite part was actually, and it was only because um, uh, um, I thought it was hilarious, was when uh Danny had told all of them that she was going to Sweden too. And the look on Mark's face 
<laughs> yes. That's what he gets. What a douche. Just steal away from the dream. Just steal away from the dream. Mark is such a douche. He deserves that. Uh, that was priceless, man. <laughs> The, yes. the, the look on his face, it was priceless. I was like, oh, my gosh. If, if you could see his face right now. he was. It was just like, what? She's what? going with us for real? For real? We're going to impregnate all the Swedish girls that she got. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to. Oh, wow. Well. But if my second... Uh, favorite part is actually when uh, is actually when she um, uh, was cooking with them that they uh, yeah. you know uh, yeah beautiful. when she started cooking with them you know uh, uh, yeah I, I I did like that part you know yeah. because you know I mean I don't I don't it's know subtle, but it's so yeah. nice. it just, yeah. right it's, it's really the first time when there's like a nice. big yeah. positive connection between her and the uh, yeah and the people yeah now I do have a question though now uh and this is another reason why I don't like Pell it's because it was kind of like he was giving Christian permission. To have sex with Maya. Did you guys did you guys catch that? That was a that was a pep. I mean that was yeah. his job. Go out and yeah. bring in the new blood and to hook his sister up with the, with the Yeah, next because you know, he job. actually yeah. told Christian, he's like, Yeah, she she can have person. sex now. And I'm like, Why are you telling this boy this? And I said, Oh, okay, yeah, I I get why. I get why. Because his he had that was predestined. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I I feel like it's not as much Pell's fault as Christian's, like, total amoral uh, behavior. Like, he just, like, he went into it because it felt good and, like, he didn't care what it would do to Danny. He didn't even think about what it would do to Danny. Danny's, like, ritual. She had just gotten made queen. They were eating the feast. Right. And so, uh, a douche, he probably was like jealous and was like, right. oh, well. But that's what I'm saying. It's just so immoral. I didn't want her to come anyway. Now she's like the highlight of the evening. Well, I'm going to go bang this redhead in this bar and watch me. Even though yeah, like but, but, and even in like, that, I mean, how could he? I mean, I have no idea how he could even do it with her with all these oh, well, crazy naked not- women around. It I'm like, oh my no, god! The, before he went in to do that, they gave him like a hallucinogen yeah, that he inhaled. Oh, so he didn't see them. So are you are you saying that he didn't see them? Yeah, they gave him that pot for his. What do they call it for your stamina or something like that? that right. You know the the, the vapor cloud. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they opened like a thing and it had this vapor that came out and he leaned over and he inhaled it and that's why he was so like zoned out and like big eyed the entire time because he was just like on another plane of reality at that point. But the yeah, weird but- stuff was before that when he decided to take part in the first place. But after he inhaled that drug, it was all bets were off. 
Well, and then he chugged that drink that she came over and gave him that would get rid of his inhibitions right before he went over. Also, right. that blood spell is super, super strong. Blood spell like, on top of it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's so you have the blood stuff. spell. Okay, okay. But let me ask you guys this. But she also put the thing under his bed the night before. Yep. No, he was he was screwed from the get on that right. for sure. Well, heck yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I didn't like Pell too, because Pell kind of had these things in motion. Like Michael said, he was the pimp. So <laughs> Yeah, but can you really like be mad at Pell for like getting rid of these awful people in Danny's life? No. Uh I can. Maybe not Josh so much because Josh was. Uh, uh, Yeah, I mean Josh. Josh was just stupid. Okay. Yeah, I mean he was dumb to be friends with those with those jerks anyway. uh, Yes. I would say that was his only mistake was like his ambition about his his doctorate and then also the just being friends with such scumbags in the first place. But other than that, like I'm telling you, his mama would have known. They all deserve what they got. (laughs) Well, I know the people that I watched it with when they're having sex and that woman goes up and just grabs his butt and just starts ramming Yeah, I was like, he don't feel that. He didn't feel that woman just touching his butt saying, go deeper, go deeper, go deeper. He got a giggle out of a few of us. (laughs) She's like, come on, buddy, you're you're slacking here. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, but now they did that because they had wanted Maya to get pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That was the goal. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. They don't want, you know, they try not to have too much inbreeding because that's safe for our oracle. So they have to. Right. Bring, it was mainly for the oracle. Exactly. Yeah. So they have to bring people in from outside. Yep. All right. Now, very quickly, what was your least favorite part of the movie? Uh, uh, Michael, we'll go with go with you. Uh, what was your least favorite favorite part? Um. Golly, I. I, I I have to say I my I have a lot of appreciation for this movie. I I can't really think if there was anything that stuck out in my head as as a sour note or anything. Um, you know, one of the things that it, you know it, it kind of made it, 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 it's kind of frustrating. I've like watched it like five or six times at the point. I'm still like, oh, I've never seen that before. But you know, I think that's more that, that's more of a comment on my 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 quality as a as a film watcher than as the film itself. I really I I think it's an amazing movie. I mean, I can't think of a, a level that it didn't touch me on. Well, I'll tell you my least favorite part. My least favorite part is when Josh gets killed. <laughs> I, I, you know, uh, well, and you know, like like Nathan said, you know, his only mistake was being friends with all these darn losers, Pell included. <laughs> and and, and uh, you know, uh, well, and his. His ambition into the oh yeah the yeah yeah him, his ambition for got it, the best of them too yep yeah yeah but I, I mean all things considered he was the least uh, uh, yeah I guess yeah yeah uh, to me anyway <laughs> yeah no I agree like he, he was he was not a jerk as much as Mark and Christian were. oh yeah at all he was definitely less of that um. I don't know that me and Amanda have, like, a least favorite part. Yeah. Like, I jokingly said a minute ago that the end credits, because it meant the movie was over. (laughs) (laughs) 
There we go. But like short of that, like I don't know, like the whole movie is just so incredibly fascinating to me and like so in line with things that Amanda knows about and like we just have enjoyed talking about it and diving deep into it. So yeah, I don't know, with this one, I would call it, you know, definitely one of the best horror movies of the last decade. Right, right. You know, that the year from 2010 to 2019, definitely in the top 10, maybe even the top five for the decade. Yeah, I agree. You know, and so, like, I don't don't know that I would give it any demerits for anything. Yeah. What about you, Allison? I put none with two exclamation points. None. 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 This movie is an absolute masterpiece, and there was nothing wrong with it at all. Yeah. No, uh, favorite I, I mean, it was far too well researched to, to have anything in it that wasn't supposed to be I mean, there. There were parts that made me sad, and I felt a certain way about it. Sure. It was necessary for the story. So mm-hmm. I can't say that I have a least, I have sad scenes, but I don't mm-hmm. have a least favorite scene. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Right, right. Yeah. Now, I, I, I must say, though, I, I uh, as much as I hate hated seeing Josh go, I I did somehow. I mean, I I thought that it was very unique that uh, we saw his leg out of the ground. Yeah. Uh, also in runes. the way they killed him off, I, I thought that was pretty neat. Can I? I, I like that the guy that killed Josh was when he did that. He was wearing Mark's face. Yeah, that's what I was about to bring up. So it was the guy guy that had actually yelled at Mark for being on their ancestral tree. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, and so he had killed Mark for what he had done. And then when he went into the the holy place to kill Josh for messing with their holy book, he was actually wearing Mark's face, which is kind of a, uh, you know, obviously obvious reference to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. With yeah, that's what I thought, too. That's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> well, when the kids were playing, do you remember they said, what are the kids playing? And Skinning the Fool. The fool. Said, Skin the Fool. And then they skin Mark's face, and then at the end when they bring him in with the dummy, he has a jester hat on when they yep. go to burn him in the sacrifice. Yeah, they the moved the face room. over to the, the man. So they literally skinned the fool. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you think that when he had that jester hat on, did he look like payment? <laughs> Probably. Probably. And the number nine, I realize, shows up a lot too, because it's 90 days or 90 years. Every 90 years. And then, you know, there's the, the nine worlds in Norse culture. And then the rune before they jump has its blocks of nine runes that they rub on before they jump. So I noticed the number nine comes up a lot. Yeah. I yeah. That research in that culture and that mm-hmm. that stuff that Ari well, does. There's there nine victims, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 there sure was. There was nine victims. Yeah. yeah. Nine victims sacrificed. Nine runes on the stone that the, the old the people did yep. their blood on. Yep. Ninety years, nine days. Yeah, but then, yeah, so Norse culture, right? There's nine worlds in the Norse culture. So, interesting thing, and this is kind of jumping ahead on probably what Latrice was asking next, but um, there was, I was thinking when we were talking the other day in the messages, I was telling Latrice that there was 
that this movie was completely pagan and that there was nothing to relate to Christianity with it. And uh, I was actually corrected when I did some research and I found out that um, the pagan ritual of Midsummer and everything eventually was somewhat adopted in the Christian culture to be a celebration of the birth of John the Baptist. Yep. And uh, where it kind of ties in um, is I can't remember the names of the women, but uh, the woman who was pregnant with John the Baptist, uh, he had a friend who came and Elizabeth. stayed with her for 90 days leading up to his birth. It was actually Mary. The Virgin Mary. Mary stayed with her for 90 days. For 90 days, yes. And and then also there is St. John's wort uh, flower in the film that, is, that they note uh, something on. And there were a couple other minute, sly references to John the Baptist in the film, kind of acknowledging the fact that even though this is an almost entirely pagan ritual, that there have been some additions of some Christian symbology because of John the Baptist since... Well, Ingmar wishes Pell happy St. John's in Swedish when he first shows yes. up to us. Yes, that was the other one I was trying to think yeah. of. Yeah, and then there's like the bonfires and the torches, which is mm-hmm. what they use now in Sweden to celebrate St. John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Kind of Germanic, if we're going to go into that ritual suicide, the Germanic uh, pagans would do some ritual suicide and they would use a bonfire to do it. Yeah. So I think that's where that bonfire also comes from. But yeah, it got yeah. Into- so I thought that was cool that Ari was so thorough in his research that he included some of the, the Christian references that existed post the initial yes. pagan uh, sources and everything. Yeah, uh, and and you're right, Nathan. That was going to be my next question for you all. That is my actually my last question. Uh, you know, so how does it depend on that then? <laughs> <laughs> how does it parallel the Bible? And and actually, and you know, uh, Nathan, I, I had you know, I also went back to the messages and uh, and you know, and 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 I I do believe that you're right that this movie. This movie is <laughs> this movie is uh, totally pagan. I am not a pagan. I am a Christian. I identify as a Christian. That is who I am. I believe right. in Jesus Christ. Sure. Um, and so, so this movie was not for me at all, at all. Yeah. But, but you know, I mean. Even though it's pagan, you know, Danny was looking for acceptance. Now, for a what? For acceptance. acceptance. For exactly. love and acceptance. Yeah, yeah. Now, like, who's to say that someone like me, you know, couldn't come along and say, oh, Danny, there is somebody who loves you. You know, his name is Jesus Christ. You know. Uh-huh. She, you know, who's to say that she couldn't, you know, and I know that we're, we're talking about, you know, fictional characters here, but, you know, who, who's to say that, you know, she wouldn't have had that aha moment that said, I'm okay the way I am because she was, she was okay the way that she was. It's just that she didn't have any joy in her life because of all the trauma that she's been through. Yeah, I mean, the the film is definitely, her journey is 
I know we haven't really touched on it, but it's a topic important to me, but uh, mental health. Oh, um, yeah, 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 the, yeah, because you know, her mental health mentally, was. Clinically mentally ill sister, but yeah. uh, I know a lot of that stuff is hereditary, and I think at the very least she was dealing with PTSD. Yeah. Because of all yep. the trauma she'd been through, the, the abuse mm-hmm. from her sister over the years, and, you know, she kept trying to help her, and, like, at the very least, she suffered from generalized anxiety and depression because of PTSD. And I yeah. think that the movie is a good, yeah, I mean, it's a good uh, encapsulation of what trauma can do to a person. Yes. Yes. I mean, it will even make you go, and, and to me, because I am a Christian, pay, uh, paganism to me is a false god. Um, uh, you know, like I said, I'm a Christian. I I can't help it. <laughs> you know, I'm a Christian through and through. And to me, paganism is a false god. So, uh, you know, uh, trauma like that can make you, you know, it, it. And and I think we talked about it with hereditary, Allison and Michael, how grief can make you do things. Well, but I mean, I think the other side of that coin is that a pagan would feel that Christianity is false. Right, right. You know, or, right, yeah. You know, or a Muslim would feel that both are false. Or uh, Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, I mean, it, it's just a matter of subjectivity and perspective, I think. Yeah. But I understand what you're trying to say. I just wanted to offer like... Oh, yeah, most definitely. Oh, no, and I understand what you're trying to say. Yes, yes. Michael, were you saying something? Um, yeah, that, um, I tell you when, um, that conversation that we had earlier in the week and then, and then today when I went back and reread it, um, on over Facebook messenger really changed my, my view about the, the religiosity of, of, um, of, of hereditary because like Larissa and I, Latrice and I were talking in between the two conversations, you know, that like, you know, why didn't Jesus save that, you know, yeah. um, yeah. And, and and I kind of followed that on a whole on a whole string about like about like works versus faith and the, like the harga. What they did was they did the works, you know, because there was nobody in Danny's life in the Western world, which is considered to be a Christian world, was doing that for Danny. But they were doing that to help her, you know. They were trying to change her, they, but they weren't meeting her where she was. Whereas the harga did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized this afternoon that there actually is a, a, a really heavy Christian subtext. In, in the movie, but it's not a pretty one. And that is, there's a character named Christian in the movie. Yeah. And and, and what happens to him? Yeah. They wrap him up in a bear, which is the, the pagan version of sin, and they sacrifice him, much like Jesus would sacrifice for, for the for the sins of the Christians. And and and, a, and another thing that's and, a, and I go, you can take that a further step because since they believe in reincarnation, Christian is going to be resurrected. He will come back. You know, and it's and it's and it's not Christianity. It's 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 like a it's like a reflection of it. Um, and and I think one of the things that, that that I found in Midsummer is is that the people that are willing to do the work. And there's like a whole bunch of times in the movie where I thought of these these biblical verses about fellowship, about supporting your fellow person that Danny didn't receive until she got to the heart. Um. And I, and I kind of feel like, like you could almost look at it as that, like, 
You know, if you really if you really want to be a Christian and you want to call yourself a Christian, what does Jesus say about these things? Jesus, you know, Jesus is pretty explicit. He's like, I'm, my my commandment is for you to love each other. Yeah, that's yeah. What the Harga did, though, and that's what the, and that's what the Harga did. And you know, going into the thing that the, the Latrice was saying, um, I think in the text chat earlier, is it because the Harga they're not Christians? They are. They've got their own deal going, and I, I think they're pretty evil people. I mean, yeah, they work together as a community, but they don't play well with the other people. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, I mean, like, like you don't want to be friends with the people in the heart. You know? well, yeah. And you don't want to be their friends if you've got some sort of a evil or negative ulterior Vibe. motive. Because <laughs> yeah. Danny didn't have that ulterior motive, and she wasn't killed because also, she wasn't I- evil. My beliefs definitely probably lean more towards Nathan and Amanda. I don't really... Go. I don't really claim any religion, but it would probably lean more towards that way. And I think that with the Hargan and what Ari Aster said is that he took hundreds of different, of you know, groups of pagans throughout history and took you know out of these hundred groups took thousands of ideas and then uh-huh. took these thousands of ideas and then turned them into like the worst evil, self-centered possible way that you could take them. So what you're seeing isn't actual, some subtext and some things are, you know, yeah. inspired by pagans, well, old ancient rituals. But what he did is he took them and he made them very negative on purpose, where like the true actual rituals, most people are not going to openly practice dark magic and hurtful magic towards right. people because, you know, yeah. Everything in thrice, so you're not going to go that route because so he basically took all those ideas and then turned them into a horror movie. So what you see is a very extreme evil example of what actually would really happen in the community. At the end of the day, it was a cult that took pagan ideals and ran with them. It wasn't actually a pagan group. Yeah. I I mean, like I said, based in paganism, but I think a lot of it was a lot more um, evil, I guess, is the, not a good word that I would normally choose, but for lack of a better word in my mind right now, I don't, my experience with all of it has not been self-sacrifice, tying people in bear suits, burning them in buildings. <laughs> it's always more for the greater good of you, the greater good of the people around you, the greater good for your neighborhood, your home. So, flowers, oh. harvests, feasts, growth. So, I... I haven't ever, uh, I've known Latrice through Nathan for a while, and I've never really talked about it. I don't really talk about it um, ever because I'm very closed in, but I'm actually a Wiccan. I'm a pagan Wiccan, mm-hmm. and we are so accepting and so loving. We don't yeah. believe in hurting people. We don't believe right. in, like, we have the rule in Wicca that if a harm if a harm's done, do as you will. And then No harm's done. Yeah, no harm's done, do as you will. And then also the three times rule, whatever you yeah. put out, you will get back three times. Hence the thrice. That's yeah. Right. And I think I think in Hollywood a lot, um we're misconstrued as evil or devil worshipping or just these awful people when in fact we're not. Well, and it's kind of ironic because, like, pagans don't believe in the devil. So no. 
being well, I think accused of being a worshiper of something they don't even believe exists is pretty well, silly. Well, they run yeah. with the horn god of Wiccan and Pagan, and they imagine that's the devil, when really it's just, just symbology of nature. It's yeah. Right. Actually, the devil, when you see that, right. shape, it's not the devil, it's, it, it's symbology. Yeah. Right. And it's not evil, it's literally antlers of a deer that people misconstrue into the goat of the devil. Yes. I, I, I hope I hope I didn't. I, I, but my no, guys, no, no. Well, I'm thinking like, oh shit! Did I just like? Did I just kick the no, hornet's nest? No, no. I was just talking about the world in the in the movie. No, no, no. Yeah. No. I, I grew up in a Christian home. Yeah. So, I love theology, and I will discuss it for hours. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, growing up, we both found our own reasons to have a problem with Christian theology, but I still have a lot of, you know, we still have a lot of Christian friends. Yeah. Um, Latrice included. And, and we love all of you. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And so, you know, and, and I, I love you guys. actually know my Bible and everything from growing up and everything, and uh, but, you know, we've found answers elsewhere, and, uh, you know, a movie like Midsummer is, is fascinating because of all the thing, paganistic well, things. Oh, well, yeah, because it, it, I mean, it, it talks to who you guys are, you know. Yeah, one of the reasons why I, like I said, they call it being in the room closet, but one of the reasons why I actually said something is, <laughs> I know people listen to your podcast, Latrice, are Christian, and I just wanted to put that out there, that... Mm-hmm. We're not devil worshippers. We're not evil people. Mm. It, you could see one of us and not even know that you just walked past a Wiccan or witch. Yeah, I mean, Amanda, we've been married you know for, for <laughs> yeah. almost 10 years, and she's one of the sweetest, you know, the sweetest person I've ever known. And so that, oh, yeah, I guess I could tell that. I love Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I, I, Amanda, I've I told Nathan, I'm like, I love Amanda. <laughs> the most harmful thing you'll see is me digging in the dirt and planting a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, of, one of the things that um that I was actually writing in the in the group chat before the phone call was um you know I I I, I, I I'm, this is the third time tonight I've said it is that is that I believe that that that, that God whatever whatever that is you know speaks to each of us where we're at I know I keep coming back to that but I keep thinking about you know I'm I'm a recovering alcoholic I'm a recovering alcoholic. And, and a very big part of my recovery is that I had to come up with a concept of God that worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so, and so I, that was like the first time in my life I was able to create my religious, my, my, my religious worldview. And, and the way I did that was I said, you know, it's like, okay, I don't know what you are, but I need your help. And, and going forward, if there's something you want me to do or there's something you need me to know, you know, it's your responsibility to tell me. And and I have to tell you, it's 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 been over seven years, and, and my higher power has never failed me. Mm-hmm. To, to you know, as long as I'm willing to do that work and to and to look for Him for it. Right. Well, my my yeah. higher power uh, higher power is Jesus Christ. You know, I, I I you know I love Jesus. You know, He has done a lot for me. You know. Uh, and, and I do appreciate that there are people who don't believe in Jesus, who does not believe that he exists at all. I appreciate that. But for me, I know what he's done for me. You know, and I think that that's something that, and I think that that's something that 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 that, that we kind of miss is that um, you know your relationship with your God is a highly personal thing. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I think it is a personal relationship, example. most yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, and not to have uh, working out of us, you know, fighting. Yeah. No, <laughs> and we're just discussing, which is fantastic. And, like, for me, like, I'm kind of in a no man's land spiritually. Like, I don't really identify with anything in particular right now. But um, for me, like, I completely appreciate and understand what Latrice is saying. You know, Jesus is my savior. He's my best friend. You know, he's fulfilled, been fulfilling in my life. But, like, for me, the reason I guess one or one of the reasons I left is because I never had that feeling of being fulfilled by that faith. Yeah. And so, like... I have more interest in and, and, other, you know what I you know, think that is Nathan religions and things like that just because they fascinate me yeah. um, which is what makes midsummer such a fascinating right thing. right uh, but you know what I think that you probably never felt that uh, Nathan I think it's because a lot of people see a lot of people and a lot of people feel the way that you do Nathan and I think it's because they tend to follow uh, subconsciously subconsciously we tend to follow people because we can see people right we can't see jesus we can't see god so it's like how can we follow somebody that we can't see i can see you i can see you but what i see i don't like i don't like that you're arrogant I don't like that you think that you are above people. I don't like that you can say, oh, you know, do this when you're doing that. I don't like that. You understand what I'm saying? Like you're saying, I'm saying that to specific Christians I see? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I do agree to the extent that in large part, and I've seen the difference now, but there there are two forms of Christianity in America today, and one of them is the majority, and that's what I like to refer to as American Christianity, yeah. which is what is typically referred to in the news as evangelicals, which I believe right. to be and that's what I'm a, talking very, about. a very bigoted, very politicized, yep. hateful version exactly. of Christianity. And then there's a very small percentage of American Christians that are actual true Christians and doing what they're supposed to be doing. But exactly. my point is, is, like, I've seen both, and I'm so turned off by the Americanized version, the politicized version, and yeah. so not willing to do the they're not willing to get their hands done yeah 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 i feel that because i mean my parents are christian and go to church and i was raised catholic we don't practice now but even you know now i've gone with my parents and you know and i'm like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna you know give this a shot again let's do this and go and just you know i go in and my hair's dyed, and I have a nose ring, and I dress, <laughs> I dress, yeah, that goes well in Catholic church. I'm a weird, I'm a weird person, and I go in and I sit in these pews, and I just feel odd. I feel like they're all staring at me, and I've even like gone to Bible studies with my dad, and even you know, just I mean, literally 
less than five years ago. Just because, first off, like I said, I love theology. I love belief systems. I'm not going to write off any belief system without researching, trying, going, seeing, meeting the people. I'm not going to take what I see on TV and run with it. I'm going to, you know, it's all about experience. So I, yeah. you know, and I go to these things and one of the women even said to me, she's like, oh, well, I saw your pink hair and wondered what you were doing here. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I'm like, right. well, you're. Right. You know, no, I I, and, and see the churches I go to, you I'm know, I am a, a non-denominational Christian. And if you go, if you went to the church that we had with your hair dye, girl, you know how many girls, how many ladies would come up to you be like, how, who did your hair? Could you do that to my hair? <laughs> and they're black. They're black. Yeah. But they would go up to you and say, "Can you get my do my hair like yours?" That's a that's another thing about my faith is we don't hate or discriminate against any other religion. Like more power to you if you feel what I feel with your religion. I'm so happy for you. I want yeah, that yeah. for every single person to find hope and meaning and purpose. That's what I want. And see, and that's what that's Jesus how Jesus is. is. That's how Jesus operates. He oh, wants yeah. us to yeah, walk in our purpose. It's actually written in Wicca that you are not supposed to discriminate against anyone in any other religion. That's what mm-hmm. because who am I to say? When uh, we 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 left um, our church, it was the it was the church I actually grew up with um, not too long ago because. Uh, we weren't comfortable so, with some of the decisions they were making about inclusiveness. And um, recently, we, we joined the local Unitarian Church. And the Unitarians, their attitude is like, we don't care what you feel in your heart. Let's talk about what you can do to make this world a better place. And it even says that in their welcoming, that service is our prayer. And and, and it's so neat to come into that group and know that, Nobody really cares about about what I am or what I believe. They just want to know if, what I'm here to help with. And it's been a real life-changing experience for me to meet with people. And I think that's the thing with Christianity. It's not Jesus. Jesus was great. It was basically yeah. the interpretation and the misconstruing of his message by the followers to use it to better yeah. themselves for, better them for, for their own, for their own like, self Yeah, go back to like the Church of England writing all the books in Latin, not teaching the, you know, the paupers how to read Latin, so they literally couldn't decipher the Bible for themselves, so they were literally at the mercy of the king telling them what to do. Yeah. You, right. you know, people, the men, took it and misconstrued it for their own personal gain. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, See, like, you know, and kind of tying it back in with the movie too is I feel like I've received more acceptance from people that are like the Harga uh, people, you know, like in the pagan community. Yeah, then like, the then I the recently Christians, came out to yeah. everyone on uh, Facebook and everyone I know as bisexual, and I've received more acceptance overall from more people that are either non-religious or non-Christian than I have the other way around. Now, Latrice is an exception to yeah. this. She's been oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, Latrice is amazing. Uh, Latrice is amazing. Yeah. You know, I've had a few Christian friends say, like, they were okay with it, but just overall, you know, it's hard for me 
over the years to be a part of a religion that so openly rejects who I am. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I see more, you know, and that's where I relate it back to the movie. I feel like I'd be the Danny character that like gets something out of the heart of that I haven't been able to get out of anywhere else. Yeah. You know, the way yeah. I was raised and stuff. And so, which is basically what happened with Danny in the film was she got something from the Harga that she hadn't gotten from her own family or the, the world she oh, lived right. in prior to coming there. Right. Um, and so I, I relate to that and I relate to her character in that because of that part of my life. Right. All right. Well, guys, I don't have any more questions, but I do have some fun facts. I have five of them. Now, it's already uh, 937, so I'm going to just do two fun facts, okay? (laughs) Uh, Fun fact number one is apparently the original script was even more gruesome. Uh, The initial screenplay had Christian finding the bodies of both Josh and Simon in the chicken coop, not just Simon. Josh would have been covered, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Josh would have been chained to a fence with his liver hanging out of his body, uh, covered in chicken feed, being pecked at by the chickens. That's awesome. There would have been a jump scare that revealed he was still alive as he suddenly gasped for air instead of having his um uh and i think this is for simon instead of having his still inhaling lungs lungs hanging out of his back simon was supposed to be hung by his heels see and i wonder if they actually actually did film that stuff because i heard back just before midsummer was released on video last year that there was supposedly a director's cut that had like 30 minutes of added footage. Oh yeah, they did. They they did on. film it. They filmed it. Yeah, and so I'm wondering if that director's cut does indeed exist and if they'll it ever does. release it. And that's what I read anyway. I read that it does okay. exist. We should all video watch that together. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait. Do you yeah. yeah, you guys do that. Help me out. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, uh, do that. Like Zero <laughs> leaving the floor, like she was literally levitating mm-hmm. in the trailer, and then they never came back to it. Uh, what is this the second fun fact that I have is, um, and the last fun fact that I will read tonight. Uh, it was Jack Rayner's idea. He played Christian. It was his mm-hmm. idea to be naked at the end. After the sex ritual, Christian was supposed to put his robe back on before running out and finding his friend's corpses. Well, it was Jack's idea for Christian to remain naked as he runs around the commune because he felt that it would make the character seem more vulnerable. I think it worked. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I think it worked. Well, guys, that's all I have for this evening. Um, I, uh, well, you know, I would um, uh, normally go to go on to who has passed on and everything, but but you know, Midsummer is so new that everybody right. is still alive. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but um, but that's all I have for um, tonight, guys. Thank you, guys, so much for joining me tonight. I, I we went a little bit 
for uh, actually Nathan and Amanda, I think we even went further than we did when we did House of a Thousand Corpses no, <laughs> because no. that one was <laughs> that one was long too. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, out of all of the ones we've. Uh, and I've done with you at least. This has been the most like fascinating film because there's just so much to unpack. Oh yeah, there's so, so like, much to it. This ends up being your longest episode. Like it deserves to be three times even longer than that because <laughs> there's just so much to unpack with this film. It is. There is. And there's still oh, shoot. There's still even more to cover. So yeah, maybe we'll do a part two. A midsummer part two. Part I don't two. know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, um, uh, well, guys, until next week. Next week, I am um, uh, discussing Scream 4 with uh, Matt Lax, uh, Christina, uh, uh, Christina, uh, Constance Goodrich, and um, uh, Kelly uh, Dunsmore. So I will be uh, discussing. Uh, and Scream 4 is more up my alley. <laughs> Ah, Scream Four is right up my alley, guys. Well, Chase loves the classics. I love the classics. Sure. Yes, people. I love that people know me already. You guys know that I love the classics. I, I love that. You're, you're more of a nightmare on Olympic speed, you know. Yes, <laughs> yes. I love my slashers. You guys can have exactly. all this cult stuff. We want the existential dread and the. The elaborate set pieces. Yes. Have you, seen, um, have you seen Scream Queen documentary about Nightmare on Elm Street too? No, but I am going to watch it. I'm going oh, to go on YouTube sure. and watch it's it. Really good. It's so good. Yeah, I'm it going. To, really I am good. going to watch it because I, I love Nightmare on Elm Street. It's one of my favorites. One of my favorites. Can't help it. Definitely. <laughs> yep. Well, guys, this has been Latrice Carter, uh, Nathan, and Amanda Dilla. I love you guys. Uh, Michael love Williams, you. I love you too. And Allison Stonewell, I love you too. You guys have got to come back on. Um, as a matter of fact, Nathan, I think you're on the 7th. Uh, uh, um, yeah, on the 24th? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're right. on so that episode. I can't wait for that episode. Films of all time, so I love discussing that. Yes, I, I can't wait for that one either. And yeah. um, that'll be a new discussion to hear. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank, you. thank you for having me on. It was nice to meet yeah, you. Thank you. Yes. I always enjoy our conversations. Thank yes, sir. Michael, I love you so much. I love you so much. I love you. Well, guys, I will talk to you guys later. And to all my listeners, until next week, this has been Latrice Carter, Nathan and Amanda Dilla. Michael Williams and Allison Stonewell. And we'll see you guys later. Bye, guys. <laughs>